Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Good afternoon on a beautiful Friday and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California and 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas. I'm joining us always by producers G. Hay Wiley and Armani Buckets. How are we doing on this glorious Friday? It's Friday, so I'm ecstatic. It's the end of the week. Yeah. Everybody knows that I'm just always happy on a Friday. It is All-Star Weekend, and honestly, <laughs> I still get excited for this time of year. So it, it's an exciting time. I agree, G. Hay. It is generally one of my favorite times of the year. I do have to tell you, and I felt this a couple of years ago when the league made it official, that they are taking the All-Star game to Cleveland, Ohio. And I thought of that Joe Kim Noah clip. <laughs> and I should have helped you cue this up, Chihei, and I dropped the ball there. But Joe Kim Noah effectively saying, what, you think Cleveland's cool? I never heard anyone <laughs> say I'm going to go to vacation in Cleveland. Um, I don't know why the league did this. This is they, they, they did not build a new arena that they felt the need to give Cleveland this because they had LeBron James. They had the NBA Finals there. And I've told you guys, I said, I have no issue with Cleveland in June. Cle- Cleveland in June is a fine place to go. Not that I want to spend a, a week there or have two trips there as we did during uh, these seven-game finals, but it's not bad. I don't want to be there when it's 20 degrees and snowing as it is right now. Right now, I'm looking up the weather. It is freezing there. And I, I don't, you know. So, listen, C.J. McCollum just tweeted this out. This cold in Cleveland is foul. C.J., I feel you, man, and you shouldn't have to deal with that. The game next year, you know where it's going to be? Salt Lake City, Utah. I mean, what is the league doing? Do they not want people to go out and have a good time? And I told you guys this. The reason that, that I go for the weekend is not so much for the game because there's no defense played at the game, whatever. We, we get that. It's the parties and events. Michael Jordan's party during that weekend is always the best party of the year. Even Michael Jordan has punted with having a party there. But there is competition there. There is the All-Star Saturday night tomorrow. So I do want to get into that. But, but before we go into the weekend, bad news for the Lakers going into to the weekend not only so okay, here's the thing they had their one of their best wins of the season right when, if you beat a healthy you know i think the utah jazz were healthy in that game so the lakers beat the utah jazz but lose anthony davis it looks like anthony davis is gone for at least a month here's why this is a a, a he could be gone longer than that they are going to evaluate him like after four weeks. So we got the, the All-Star break. They're going to take two more weeks after that. Armani Buckets, let me tell you this. Th- th- that was a game where if they would have just won that game, going into the break, had some time off to heal and gel and then come back, and then I think we, you would have felt confident that, listen, this is still a, a play-in team. They can get on a run. I don't see how Davis is going to become, uh, can come back to the player that he was this season. He, he could put no weight on that leg. Um, he had to be carried off the court. I mean, so, I mean, again, I'm glad he didn't fracture anything. It looks like he'll, he'll come back at some point this season. But as soon as this team takes one step forward, 
I mean, this is like six steps back. They are in a bad position right now. You hit the nail on the head with the word. The key word was reevaluated yeah. in a month. That is never a good sign. On top of that, I just want to address one thing about Davis. People are going to make fun of him for being injury prone, but that is a freak injury. Oh, yeah. I mean, to sprain your ankle or, or whatever was the medical term uh, officially, that was a freak accident. And it doesn't prove that Davis is more or less injury prone than he was before. Yeah. With that being said, they are about four, four and a half games ahead of the 11th seed to fall out of the play-in tournament. That is going to be interesting now because the teams that are chasing them, the Trailblazers have won four in a row, and the Pelicans, two teams would have to pass the Lakers if the yeah. Lakers were to miss. The Pelicans traded for C.J. McCollum. They want to make the play-in tournament, and C.J. has scored 30 points or more in every game over the past three or four games. Those teams have a chance now yeah. to actually legitimately pass and catch the Lakers. And if the Lakers fall out of the playoffs, I don't care if Anthony Davis is out the rest of the year. This will be one of the greatest disappointments oh, yeah. in Laker history. To not even make the play-in tournament this season with or without Davis, with LeBron and Westbrook alone, they have no excuse. 100%. I mean, and I said this at the beginning when they were struggling. I said this has the chance, the potential to be the most disappointing season in Lakers franchise history. And I think we are headed in that direction. GA, we do want to put a bow on Super Bowl week. And you were the only one there Friday. You were, you were, you were the lone trooper. And you got... The best sit-down, perhaps, of the week. Uh, what was Radio Row Super Bowl Media Center like last week? Well, so the last day of Radio Row, I mean, you had, you know, the Fanatics uh, table you had, uh, or set, you had, you know, just star still stars all oh, the way yeah. around, to be honest with you. Um Everybody was still there. There were still athletes, like, left and right. Actually, Travis Kelsey was there. Wow. Um, yeah, you had... Um, um, sorry, um, Saquon Barkley wow. was there as well. Oh, Saquon um, Barkley, yeah, there we go. I know, oh, trust okay, me, okay. I, I, I fangirled out a little <laughs> yeah, bit. I'm right? not going to lie on that one. But, um, you know, we had Austin Eckler, one of the nicest guys in the NFL on Radio Row, and we got the pleasure to, or I got the pleasure yeah. to um, talk to him and uh, meet up with Austin Eckler. So um, I'm just going to give you guys my interview. By the way, one of the nicest guys, the he day is. before, he, he actually brought those Ike sandwiches. He carried the sandwiches. I, I yeah. know he has a sandwich, and I have a sandwich. He legit carried the sandwiches yeah. to our table. It was incredible. Yeah, the day before, he like just was like he just happened to be there again and was <laughs> promoting himself again, and just was like, you know what? Here's some here's some sandwiches, and just such a nice guy, good guy. I don't know anybody that would do manual labor and be like, here you go, who's uh, such a star like Austin Eckler. But um, here we go. Um, here's my interview with Austin Eckler, one of the nicest guys in the NFL on Radio Row. All right, we are now joined on Media Row by Chargers stud running back, Mr. Austin Eckler, who, uh, even though we just met, I think we actually met yesterday, Austin. Yes. Um, I know you've got the biggest heart, man. Um, and I'm going to tell you why. All right. Um, you came up with Ike sandwiches and just rolled up. Like, I've never seen an athlete just come up and just straight up do that and be like, here you go, with your own sandwich, too. I, right. I was like, wow, blessed right there, man. Like, yeah, yeah, just so out. grateful that you took the time to even just come by and stop and just plop off sandwiches sure, like who yeah. does that yeah shout out to ike uh over at ike sandwiches you know we actually made a sandwich a custom sandwich the other day um it's called the eckler so coming soon to ike stores uh, and all the restaurants but um yeah we had to connect over here and ike wanted to deliver some some sandwiches and he had some ecklers uh the ones we just made with him it was like all right i was carrying the boxes through the you know radio row and uh yeah delivered them and i'm sure some people around here got them hopefully they liked them oh we we sold out of them like well not sold Oh, really? We gave them away, but gave like, away. Yeah, 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 dude, 
dude, they were nice because yours was the steak one. Yeah, correct? Was yeah, steak, with the yeah. cheese. Oh, it was yeah. bomb. Yeah, good. I had you and I had a Rosh's uh, nice. sandwich. It was really, really good. Nice. Um, but I guess let's just get into it. So I just wanted to say thank you, by the way, for being so sweet and just bringing those over yeah. too, man. Um, first of all, you already answered my question about how you got your sandwich. What was the process like about that sandwich? Like, did you guys go through intense? Whole it yeah. was actually intense. Yeah. So there's so many options. I think of an all cart with like 50 options. It's like, okay, make a sandwich out of that. I'm like, uh. <laughs> so luckily, Ike's an actual master at doing this. They have like 900 sandwiches or something crazy and yeah. different types of combinations because there's so many different sauces, so many different types of meats. Um, and so I was like, all right, let's go down the list. Let's choose what we like. And I was like, okay, I'll put five sandwiches together for you of what you've chosen. Um, and so I, I chose some uh, just ingredients that I really loved. Um, one was the wasabi mayo that they had, so that was like a part of it. And then I love their signature, their uh, signature sauce. I think it's the, the Godfather uh, sauce that they have is incredible too. So um, basically, we went down there, chose an a la carte. Ike's like, all right, let's do this. We made five sandwiches, did like a little test trial for all of them, and came down to that one. Oh, that had to be fun doing those yeah. test trials, man. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> nice. Um, obviously, every um, player. Sorry to get into you know actual football and ball, but we got to for a little oh, let's bit. Go. Um, obviously, every player would rather be at the Super Bowl to contend for that elusive Lombardi Trophy. Um, but how are you enjoying the festivities? Otherwise, as this week comes to an end, we only have two more days till the actual Super Bowl. Yeah, this is if, if we're not in the Super Bowl, this is what I'd rather be doing, right? Okay, right. either Super Bowl or out here promoting uh, myself as a player, as a person off the field, showing brands that I'm involved with, and uh, just out here actually like, telling the story, right? This is an opportunity for us to show who we are off the field and really get a different perspective to people that are, you know, just fans, but maybe don't want to know more about us, I guess. Yeah. I mean, speaking of hustling, you are obviously a hustler because I, I looked up your social media a few days ago and I was like, man, he hustles. Um, everyone in the league obviously hustles, obviously shows on and off the field that you, that you hustle. Um, and specifically, you are working with P&G Good Every Day. What can you tell us a little bit about what you're doing with them um, this weekend? Yeah, so this this one's a, a good one. Oh, Sean Payton walked by. I just, I just a little bit. I mean, uh, that's, media, that's, that's Radio <laughs> Row, man. You're going to see all your all boys. Guys. All <laughs> guys. Uh, but no, P&G is going to be a great opportunity, man. We have, a, we have a carnival going on, so I'm super excited about it because I'm big into community engagement um, and just doing giveaways and interactions because I think it, it, it's important to build a, a stronger connection besides just football. Um, so this is a perfect opportunity to come out. We're going to be at the convention center at 530 with the carnival. Uh, we'll have all the games. You can come compete against me, see if you have what it takes. You know, I'm definitely a competitor, obviously, <laughs> playing in the NFL. Um, and then they have all the other, you know, things that come along with that as far as giveaways. Uh, they give away a washing machine. Like, these are not just small giveaways. Like, they're giving away a washing machine and tickets to next year's Super Bowl. So, like, these are, like, legit giveaways. Like, as far as events go and, like, if you're in the community, if you're out here, you know, in these few days, you definitely want to come up, hit up the hit up the carnival at 530 over here. And then uh, on top of that, you know, you're going to be able to meet me. And then I have a little a little special giveaway going on. If you're wearing a, a Equa 30 jersey, I got some signed cards uh, I'm going to be handing out. Um, and even on top of that, you can find out how you can help your community uh, as well through their uh, their program, the Good Every Day, P&G Good Every Day program. And so it's literally everything you could ever ask for in one spot during the Super Bowl around a huge event that's coming up so it's going to be awesome um, can you just let everybody know and I'll, um, we'll repeat this at the end but uh, can you let everybody know how they can like just get a hold they're just going to just come to the convention center at 530 uh, or I'm how can sure. they get involved with PNG or I'm not sure what where I mean what's I don't know it's just tonight at the convention center okay. I don't know what it's in like the south room or something like that 
Yeah. At the Super Bowl experience? It's at the Super Bowl experience. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, so it's, yeah, the P&G, Good Every Day uh, event that's going on at the football, what is it? At the Super Bowl experience. Oh, there we yep, go. The done. Super Bowl experience. Everybody go, go out to the Super Bowl experience with uh, Mr. Austin Eckler right here. Um, what can Chargers fans expect from you next season? Because, I mean, you balled out and you always will ball out, and I know that, but can they expect a little bit more? Like, um, anything specific that, like, is it yeah. going to change in your workout regimen or anything? I mean, they, they can always expect me to be efficient. That's what I've done my entire career. Like, if you look at my numbers, like, my averages are basically the same every single year. And what does that come down to? Just being consistent. Which what is what does it take to be good in the NFL? You have to have talent. And you have to be consistent, right? So you're gonna see me being consistent again. I'm gonna score a bunch of fantasy points. I'm gonna be doing a bunch of fan engagement, even more than I was doing last year. So it's all gonna come together. I'm really just trying to make an impact as a player on and off the field, um, and in in the community wherever I can. Um, so if you're expecting you know, me to be on your fantasy team, great. If you like a Chargers fan, great. If you're looking for fan engagement, great. Like, I'm hitting all those boxes. All right. I love it. I love hitting all those boxes. I got only two more questions before I let you go. Um, any postseason plans after the Super Bowl? What are you, what are you up to? Do you have mm. anything that you're really looking forward to? Yeah, so I'm building an app right now. It's like my biggest postseason plan. It's like you hear me talk about all the time, community engagement. It's a community engagement platform. It's basically a way for people to as far as influencers to get on there and offer different types of different community engagements. So you want to get something signed, you want to come hang out, you want to do a meet and greet, you want to do a class, you want to play video games, you want to have some type of social media engagement. Like you're going to be able to get on there. It's called Experience. Uh, I'm working on it. It's spelled it's spelled E K S like off my like X. My last name's oh, nice, yeah. yeah, yeah. Experience. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's been my biggest project. Okay, nice. Yeah. Another plug. I love it. I love it. And last but not least, who you got? Rams or Cincy? I'm, I'm leaning towards the Rams. I'm leaning towards the Rams. I can't say it's definitely going to be the Rams, but I feel like as far as the advantage goes, it's definitely on the Rams side, just as far as the players that they have. And I think the, they're an older team, which I think is going to help them in the end. I think that's going to give them the slight edge. and They have a little bit more consistency uh, as far as just playing during throughout the game. All right, all right. Well, guys, that was Austin Eckler, the sweetest man in the NFL. Um, <laughs> wow, don't forget you. to check him out at the uh, Super Bowl experience, the PNG Super Super Bowl experience at the LA Convention Center today, Friday at 5.30. Thank you so much for your time, my yes, man. absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, of course. All right. Good job, G. Hey, Wiley. A little, a little preview of your sports podcast as well, which you still do. If you want to plug that, G. Hey, I'm going to give you a chance to plug something <laughs> here as well. No, it's so nice of you, Rashi. I was so generous with that. Yeah, um, guys, it is That Sports Bar with G. Hey, Wiley. That is T-H-A Sports Bar with G. Hey, Wiley. J-I-H-A-E-W Y-L-E-Y, because um, I get it. Jihei is not extremely common in America, so um, I understand that. In Korea, however, very common. Oh, yeah. um, it's like Mary, I guess, right now. <laughs> like, I, I don't know what the common um, name is for, for women right now, but it's very, very common. Anyways, um, yeah, that was fun. I had, a, I had a great time with him. He was very, very patient. He was very sweet, so it was very nice of him to, uh, to sit down with us, uh, Mr. Austin Eckler, and promote uh, Super Bowl and the Super Bowl experience. Yeah. So really sweet guy. He does have a great sandwich. Yeah. I think mine is slightly better at Ike's, but listen, we I think we have two of the b- best ones on the menu. So. On the on the ones, the selections that we got, yeah. I, I would go, don't hate me, Austin, oh. sorry. I would go yours first, nice. and then I would go Austin second. Yes. Because, I mean, who doesn't like steak? Like, oh, right? Yeah, right. Can't, yeah. So. Um, okay. I don't really care about the All-Star game 
I've always been more interested, and I think most people agree with me. All Star Saturday Night, Armani Buckets, his uh, like opinion of this, I need to get. Okay, so let's go really quickly. Three point competition. Um, CJ uh, McCollum, Trey Young, Zach Levine, Desmond Bain, Carl Anthony Towns, Fred Van v- Vliet, Patty Mills, and the hometown hero, G. Hay Wiley's pick or her favorite, Luke Kennard of the Clippers. Armani Buckets, your thoughts on the Mountain Dew three-point contest? First of all, I mean, how many more years of Steph Curry, Clay Thompson are we going to have? <laughs> One of them should always be in the three-point right? contest. That's exactly. the first complaint kind of that I have. The winner, for me personally, I'm going to go with Patty Mills because I just think that the the format of the three-point contest, it suits guys that are, are used to just spotting up and getting ready to just fire off a three-pointer. And I feel like the rest of the guys are more like Trey Young, for example, he is used to shooting off the dribble. I feel like that's a kind of a different style yeah, than than this format. I like guys like, for example, a guy like a Kyle Korver back in the day. So I'm going to go with Patty Mills. What do you think, Jihir? Uh, uh This is for the three-point contest? Yes. Three-point contest. Um, um, I, I'm going to give my, my pick, and I, and I may be kind of taking your pick. I'm, I mean, listen, I'm just going to be the local homer. I'm going to say Luke Kennard. Like, why not? Why not Luke Luke Kennard? I do like a few of the names in here. I do like the fact, I don't know if anyone's won a slam dunk any three-point competition. Zach Levine mm-hmm. is going for that yep. this year. Uh, but if he participates. I don't know oh, if he, they he said. May not? Okay. He is hurt right now, oh, but so. I think he wants to. And if it's a three-point contest, I mean, depending on how badly he's hurt. Uh, but yeah, Jihei, you're... Uh, you're I mean, I want to be a homer, and by that I mean a Duke homer. Um, and I want to pick Luke Kennard, um, but yeah, I might, I might go CJ McCollum on C. this. CJ McCollum, yeah, I, I can one. see, yeah, I can see him, him killing it and um, batting it out. But also Trey Young, man, do not count that kid out. Yeah, because he's got, he's he is nice behind that three point line. Like yeah. really nice behind that three point line. Granted, he can do. He has so many other things that he can do, but I. I'm tied between CJ McCollum and Trey Young. Can I do that? No. No? Darn it. Um, Okay. You know what? I'm going to go with the young kids. I'll take Trey Young. Trey Young. I'll take Trey Young Um, for the three-point contest. No star power in this slam dunk contest, but maybe a star will be born in this game. Um, Cole Anthony, Orlando Magic. Juan Toscano Anderson, Golden State Warriors. Um, Moby Topin, maybe I pronounced that wrong, New York Knicks, and Jalen Green, Houston Rockets. I got to be honest with you, I have no idea. I'm going to predict Cole Anthony of the Orlando Magic, but what do you think, Armani? I, I, I Personally, I think he's going to finish in fourth. Okay. But that, no, you, hey. I totally like blindfolded that uh, pick. He, I have no he, idea. He could. He you you never know with the dunk contest. He could. In terms of just height and athleticism, I feel like he is in last out of these yeah. guys. The one that I think we all should be excited for is Jalen Green. Jaylen. He has had a tumultuous start to his rookie season. He's picked it up a lot recently. And personally, I still think he has superstar potential. And to put a bow on that, he has an opportunity on Saturday night to put his name on the map. He has a lot of similarities to guys like Vince Carter in terms of his athleticism. And to see it in person, he is going to, I think he's going to put on a show and he's my pick to win it. But I mean, Obi has incredible athleticism as well, obviously. And so does JTA. The one guy who I wish was in it was Kuminga of the Warriors. I don't know why they picked Toscano Anderson over Kuminga, but I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be, 
better than last year. I can tell you that much. Last year was a travesty. I forgot it was because last was year was during like it was halftime of the game, right? Yeah, yeah, it was horrible. All right, Jay, you're, uh, you're well. Last year was also horrible because who whoever won last year was not, in my opinion, was not supposed to win yeah. last year. Yeah. That they he he got robbed. 100% got robbed. My person, since we only have a minute left, I will never, ever root for a tar hole. Yeah, I said it. So I will never root for Cole Anthony. Um, I don't care if you you don't go to that school anymore. Like, no. So, um, and on top of it, I don't think, I, I agree with Ar- Armani. Um, I mean, he's going to finish fourth probably, yeah. right? So I'm going to go with Obi Toppin, man, because yeah. that kid, he has springs. Yeah, he like does. if you if you saw him in college and you see him now, he's great. Yeah. So I I 100 I'll take uh, Obi all day. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm for sure gonna watch, but yeah, I'm not as excited this year as I have been in years gone by. All right, that's all the time we have on this segment. We will be joined by my good friend Michael Duarte from KNBC Channel Four here in Los Angeles when we come back right here on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California and the Fan. In Las Vegas. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. And now a word from our newest sponsor, NordVPN. Grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash believe or use the code believe. That's B-L-E-A-V to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Do it now. And now... Let's go back to the show. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California and 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas. We are now joined by our good friend, Michael Duarte, who, uh, listen, I, I think we are going to be making this a regular occurrence every Friday. Michael, how are you? Arash, I am ready to embrace the Arash Markazi Show like a deep sleep. I'm excited. <laughs> And thank you for, for having me on uh, this Friday and hopefully uh, every Friday. Yeah, this is going to be a treat. Um, so, Michael, we were together a lot during Super Bowl week in Los Angeles. Um, I thought, and I'm I'm a little I'm a little biased, but I thought Los Angeles did a fantastic job in terms of hosting the event. The weather was fantastic. The game was fantastic. You were you can't clone Michael Duarte, but you were at. at at a number of events, going from one thing to the next. I don't know how you physically d- did it. Michael, encapsulate Super Bowl week. How was it for you? Yeah, to, to look at the movie Multiplicity starring <laughs> Michael Keaton and Andy McDowell, I really wish I could clone me like four or five times over just so I could have somebody to cover everything and be at everything. But, you know, Arash, I'm like a transformer. There's more than meets the eye. I can be... <laughs> many places at one time or I can even hit up seven places in one day as you saw which was that Saturday yeah. uh, before the Super Bowl but look you and I have been to a bevy of Super Bowls over the years uh, this was my seventh one live uh, ninth one I believe I've just been at and that's going back even before I was a sports journalist and I can tell you 
wholeheartedly that you are not just biased. This was, in my opinion, the best Super Bowl experience. And I'm not just talking about the game itself, or the crown jewel of the NFL that is SoFi Stadium. I'm talking about uh, the fact that you could throw events all week leading up to it. The talent that was at these events, as far as the performers, uh, the concerts, the shows, the parties, the tasting events, everything. Uh, to me, Los Angeles hit this out of the park. This was like a uh, Aaron Judge home run that goes 550 <laughs> feet and lands in the parking lot and breaks somebody's window. That's how far out of the park they hit this. The only complaint is just uh, L.A. is so spread out and we yeah. have so much traffic. And there were so many people in town that it took me 20 minutes to go two miles sometimes. But other than that, I had no complaints. Everything was amazing. Uh, I rate Los Angeles hosting the Super Bowl uh, as an A, you know, there's a little bit of room for improvement, so I'm just not going to give it A plus. But to me, they just nailed it. Um, and and I think there was no better example than just walking around SoFi Stadium and Hollywood Park itself to see how they were able to set up everything, how smooth of a transition it was, how much space they really have out there to be able to have multiple sets for multiple uh, networks to be able to do things, how they put the Super Bowl signage and logo outside that beautiful lake uh, in front of SoFi Stadium, uh, how the stadium itself looked. I was at an event Thursday night that Usher performed at that was literally inside the stadium at the Canyon, which I thought that would be a horrible place to host a venue inside the stadium itself. But it turned out to be one of the best places, uh, best venues I was at all week as far as how they were able to turn this uh, outdoor bar area with lots of greenery at SoFi Stadium into this unbelievable indoor-outdoor venue with a view of the stadium inside, a stage set up on the outside, bars everywhere, food tasting. They nailed it. They absolutely nailed it. Yeah, and that lake, I mean, which I thought was a nice touch, I mean, that is like an iconic lake. I mean, they did such a good job with the live TV shots, the award shows, and things like that. I mean, that picture of the lake right next to SoFi is incredible. Um, Michael, you, you covered, as you mentioned, a lot of amazing events. We've been on the field together at the World Series, Super Bowl, the finals. Um, where would you put this uh, in terms of it being at SoFi? And um, again, the thing that I really liked about it is like, I know we're still in the pandemic, but you took some great shots of being on the field uh, with the players. You were at the party afterwards. Um, just, just, you know, again, so someone who's covered all these big events, where does this one rank? It's the Super Bowl, so you'd think it'd be number one, but you tell me. Oh, you put me on the spot, or put me on the spot. Uh, you're gonna have to pull me like an animal out of a hole on this one to give you the truthful answer. But uh, I'm a little biased, like you said, because it's the Super Bowl, and because for me, and I, I don't know if you are are in the same boat as me, but this was my only championship that I had not witnessed live yet, and that's to say I have witnessed many Super Bowls, but I have not witnessed an LA NFL champion that's in right, my lifetime. Yeah. And it was the last bucket thing to cross. I have witnessed the very first year I came into sports journalism was 2014. I was lucky enough and fortunate enough to watch the LA Kings win uh, their second Stanley Cup and be on the ice as they celebrated and get to see the Stanley Cup trophy come out. Uh, that was my first taste. And so that was, uh, and that was their second cup in three years there. So for me, that was a little um, biased because it was my first. You always remember your first, right, guys? 
Mm-hmm. So that to me was exciting. But then I get to go on and that same year watch the LA Galaxy uh, host the, hoist the MLS Cup uh, and witness that team of Robbie Keane and Landon Donovan and Omar Gonzalez, you know, win a win a cup for, for the LA Galaxy, the most decorated franchise and, and professional soccer in the United States and MLS. And then it took a little bit while longer. But finally, in 2020, the Los Angeles Lakers and the Los Angeles Dodgers were able to pull out two big championships there for the city, although in a pandemic. And I did not go to that Kings parade in 2014. And then I don't think they had a parade for the LA Galaxy. No, I don't. But but I didn't get to, to cover any parades like that. So I was hoping that they would still maybe delay the Lakers and Dodgers parade or do it together at some point. But obviously, we know that never happened. So the fact that this was the Super Bowl, the fact that this was, uh, even though we are still in the pandemic, there are COVID-19 protocols and guidelines, uh, there w- we were able to celebrate on the field after the game. I was able to do snow angels and the yeah. confetti like you saw. <laughs> I was able to take the confetti and do the LeBron James chop chop, right. which I've always wanted to do. And then two days later, three days later, excuse me, be able to cover the parade, to be able to be in front of the stage as Matthew Stafford slurred his speech as a <laughs> shirtless Aaron Donald hoisted the Lombardi trophy and said, let's run it back, y'all. Uh, and, you know, even to watch the photographer fall off the stage, but moreover, to be able to see the parade, the confetti flying, people throwing beers to the players on the floats as they shotgun beers, Cooper Cup to wear it. 24 and 8 black mamba jersey i might add uh it was special and so right now i have to say i put it at the very very top because it is the first nfl la championship i've ever witnessed in my life it is the first la rams championship as a los angeles football team in their long history for them uh it's the first parade i've ever attended which was very very exciting and, and put i think me uh, a cherry on top of the entire Sunday and the entire Super Bowl two weeks, I guess you could say, because it is a two-week event leading up to that game. So to me right now, it's number one, but I would say if I went back to my entire lifetime, that 88 championship with the Dodgers, with the oh, Gibson yeah. home run, with beating the 104-win Oakland Athletics, uh, nobody expected that team to win. Oral Hershiser pitched his butt off. Uh, to me, that's probably the most special championship here uh, in our history of, of a city because uh, all the Lakers ones, you know, they were kind of the favorite for the yeah. most part to do that. But I also, I also really enjoyed the 2010 Lakers beating the Celtics. And then we, uh, I, I will not say that I was part of it, but I was part of this group that then ran out of Staples Center and started to go towards downtown, down Figueroa. <laughs> Eventually a taxi cab was flipped over on its side and lit on fire as people just kept chanting the Lakers. So, you know, I've been a part of a lot of special championships and this one's right there among the top. Well, um, you were speaking of, Michael, you were speaking of um, running it back and, you know, everybody has this, these rumors flying, this uh, certain speculation of McVay and Aaron Donald running it back. Uh, Do you believe that this will happen or do you believe that this is it for Aaron Donald or and or uh, Sean McVay? Yeah, great question. So. I think people ran, I think the media, when I say people, you people, I mean a lot of guys. (laughs) Right. And the rest of the media. I think that we ran with McVay's quote about at some point he would want to walk away. He wants to have a family. He's engaged to his beautiful supermodel fiance. 
<laughs> so I think I think taking those cues from him early in the week that uh, there's a chance he could walk away early. I think we ran with that and maybe prematurely said that it was going to happen if he were to win. He's just going to pull a John Madden and retire and go head to the booth and create these long-lasting lines of video games. I kid, <laughs> of course. But, uh, you know, I think we ran that. I don't think Sean McVay is anywhere near being done coaching. And I think for sometimes uh, tossing retirement out there in a situation like this to the media is like dangling a carrot to the Rams front office and direct messages to Stan Kroenke, like, pay me more, you know? Yeah. Uh, maybe it's time to renegotiate our contract because I just won a championship for you guys, so I think there might be a little bit of leverage in that in Sean McVay and Aaron Donald, frankly. So I don't think Sean McVay is going anywhere, and I think for the most part, he shot down those rumors, and uh, Wednesday on the parade, his fiance on her Instagram story said there ain't no way he's retiring, so I think we can put that one to rest. But yeah. Aaron Donald still was one that that loomed over us like a, like a dark rain cloud here in LA, which is very rare. You know, it was, he wouldn't shoot down the rumors completely. They came from anywhere from Adam Schefter to Rodney Harrison, uh, who's an NBC colleague of mine to Michelle Tafoya, who also just retired, um, from, from the sidelines. So uh, there was some truth to some of this and Aaron Donald wouldn't shoot it down, but I will say this and Arash can, Arash knows this because he's seen it. And you guys can all check out, my Instagram and, and Twitter stories, I partied my ass off with Aaron Donald after the <laughs> Super Bowl. Okay, I have videos of Aaron Donald burping the Lombardi Trophy like it's a six-month-old baby uh, and, and, and then rocking it to sleep, which was great. And I was there as Aaron Donald uh, was asked to take a selfie with everyone you know, in the VIP area at the Rams after party. Uh, took shots with like everybody. That man can put hold down his liquor. I can tell you that much. Especially <laughs> seeing what he was able to pull off on Wednesday as he went from the parade, from drinking all day in the hot LA sun uh, in, in downtown and South Central by USC uh, to to then going on uh, the Late Show with James Corden, to then going courtside at the Lakers where he was still drinking and dapping up LeBron James <laughs> as they made that fourth quarter comeback. That man can hold his liquor. <laughs> but I will say. There ain't, uh, when you win a championship, winning becomes addictive. Yeah. Especially when you get to experience what it's like to be, and he, Aaron keeps saying this himself, to be the last team standing. And when you're the last team standing, you are celebrated and heralded like no other. This is why Tom Brady went out and won seven championships in his uh, well-decorated future Hall of Fame career. He became so addicted to winning, especially after that first time. He did whatever it takes. Take in mind, Tom Brady took many, many pay cuts mm -hmm. to make sure that Patriots team was lined up to win Super Bowl after Super Bowl. I don't see how Aaron Donald can finally win this. I can see how before he might say, if I can get this done, this is the last box I need to check on my Hall of Fame resume. That may be true, but he still has one more box to check, and that could be greatest defensive player of all time a mantle I believe Lawrence Taylor currently holds. If he could win a few more, I think he might surpass Lawrence Taylor, especially if he's able to maybe win a couple more defensive players, the year award, uh, maybe a Super Bowl MVP in there, which you could argue he deserved in oh, Super yeah. Bowl 56. Yeah. Especially people talk about the fourth and one stop that ended the game. Sure. That was amazing. And yes, Sean McVay said, you know, on the, on the 
And that's another story, Rosh, we can talk about. The NFL films on Super Bowl 56 is going to be amazing. The clips we, are incredible that we, that I've seen so far. I mean, like, um, Sean McVay was mic'd up. Matthew Stafford, I think, was mic'd up. You had uh, Joanna Hunter going up to Van Jefferson saying, your wife is in labor, right? I mean, I mean, the clips are incredible so far. Yeah, so just like Stafford, when Cooper Cup got that helmet-to-helmet hit in the back of the end zone, that final drive, Matthew Stafford going in there and getting in uh, the Bengals defenders' faces to defend yeah. his teammate is remarkable. Um, like you said, Joanna Hunter telling Van Jefferson, get to the hospital, you're about to be a, a new father again. Yeah. But my favorite clip was OBJ, who wasn't mic'd up. I just think he was caught on a hot mic saying, Matthew Stafford, you need to change your number to number 10 because you're throwing dimes. That, <laughs> that, that was a great quote. But there's so many of them, so I really want to see the NFL films. But yeah, you, you mentioned Sean McVay on, before that fourth and one saying Aaron Donald's going to make the play exactly. here. And of course he did. But what I, my point was, was that third and one, mm-hmm. when Aaron Donald literally, literally takes the running back and from behind grabs him and pulls him back to stop him from getting that one yard to even force the fourth and one. Yeah. That, to me, was the bigger play than the actual fourth and one that created the turnover on death. But, Michael, they, they really do have to change the voting for most valuable player because I think it, it's still done on a slip of paper that you have to hand in before the game is over. It, it makes no sense. You, I mean, here we are in... 2022 with like technology and iPads and we could do it on our phones or computers. I mean, there's no reason we should not see the, the, the totality of the game and then vote. I mean, this should have at least been co MVPs, right? You know, yeah, that's a great question. And and I did hand a slip of a paper over after the super cup touchdown, but before the fourth um, and one stop by Aaron Donald, but to your point, you're kind of right. I still feel like, Cooper Cup was the right choice for yeah. me. But, of course, you can argue it's a co-MVP, especially the stops he made to win the game. Um, but Cooper Cup, you know, it doesn't, Aaron Donald's stop means nothing if Cooper Cup doesn't catch that second touchdown. Yeah. Uh, and that was an amazing throw by Matthew Stafford to Cooper Cup's back shoulder. He put it in a place that only Cooper Cup can get it. And, of course, Cooper Cup, you know, arguably one of the most underrated receivers in the league, even though he's getting his, his tee now. Uh his flowers are finally coming his way. That to me was, you know, the touchdown, two touchdowns. And to be able to do that without Odell Beckham Jr., you were there, Rod. You saw how much that offense sputtered out once yeah. Odell Beckham Jr. came out of the game because you couldn't run the ball. And Ben Skoranek has got butterfingers leading to interceptions. <laughs> uh, Bryce Hopkins with Tyler Higby out, he's following the ball left and right. There was tons of drops. Ben Jefferson wasn't stepping up the way he should have, in my opinion. And so just the fact that if you watch that final drive again, the plays that Cooper Cup made, including a couple out of the back throws, were running back on some jet sweeps. Like, he literally willed that team to win the game. And I have no problem with him getting MVP. But how many, look at, look at college football, right? Look at the national championship. How many times do we get a defensive player of the game and an offensive player? Oh, that's of the right. Game? And to me, you have to award both, in my opinion. You have to award both. Um, I think that's only fair because defensive players don't get their flowers enough, to be honest with you. And the only way Aaron Donald was going to win that MVP is if he got a defensive touchdown or had a strip sack or had a turnover that was huge in the game. So if we look at it just statistically, you know, he had two sacks. One of them was that shove of uh, Joe Burrow out of bounds. It wasn't even like a sack or a tackle in the game. So to me, the stats don't show enough of what Aaron Donald did in that game, including taking on double and triple teams in the first half. But 
it's, to me, what the NFL should do is create a you know offensive MVP of the Super Bowl yeah. and defensive MVP of the Super Bowl. Uh, as it was, they both went to Disneyland, right? So, they did, I mean, and, they, and they were both in that commercial, right, Michael? So that was exactly, you know, exactly. Uh, I, I so, am still amazed, by the way, and you can touch on this because I think you went to that press conference the next day. They got to wake. I mean, not wake up. I, I think they go straight from the party to that press conference at like seven o'clock in the morning at the DLA Convention Center. I mean, that's. Uh, I get it. They're doing that for the you know Good Morning America and the shows back east, but that is early. You're telling me <laughs> I was out till four in the morning and then I didn't get home till five in the morning and I get what? Two hours of sleep. I live out in Calabasas. Yeah. His family lives out here. With me. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I mean, I was going on no sleep leading up to the Super Bowl. At least the players got sleep leading up to the Super Bowl. I'm like, really? I've been doing this for two weeks, less than two hours of sleep a night. And now you're going to throw one more last 8 a.m. press up and stuff. <laughs> I totally get it. And I understand it. But why can't that thing be at noon? Honestly, <laughs> why can't it be at noon? And I'm going to be like, I'm going to be like Kelly Stafford here. You really want me to go to Disneyland with my kids? I don't have kids, but this is what she said. Hung over the next day, <laughs> 8 or 9 a.m. after partying at Drake's house all night. I was unlucky enough to party at Drake's house like OBJ and Von Miller and the Stafford did. Wait, but, that uh, was the after-after party? That was that was a simultaneous after-party oh. at the one that, that we were trying to go to. At that the was a real party, right? And Hawthorne. Yeah. That was a real party. That was, that was Drake, OBJ, Von Miller, uh, maybe Jalen Ramsey, and the Staffords out, out in Hidden Hills. Over by me. Well, that's and, that's uh, the beauty of the Rams having their practice facility all the way out there. You, you, you got Jamie Foxx out there. You got Drake out there. You got the Beebs out there. It is no, yeah. That's that's what yeah, Vince Scully out there. I don't know. Well, how much I, I don't think Vince Raiders, Scully was but. having a Ranger shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I would go to I would go to a Vince Scully Ranger. Um. Well, Michael, this has been amazing. This is going to be the beginning of hopefully um, every Friday because here's the thing. We, we focused on the Rams, but when we have you on next Friday, we have to get into all the teams that you cover, especially the Lakers. And I'm um, listen, I don't think Los Angeles is looking forward to kind of focusing on the Lakers, but we are um, at the end of the show today. But, Michael, thank you so much, and we will have you back on next Friday. Thank you so much, my friend. Thanks for watching. I think I'm going to need some entrance music. You and I yes. are big, long-time WWE That's WWF right. fan. So I don't I'm know what work your on that. music for the show is. I'm sure you I'm have gonna, one. We will, we will talk about that and get you your song next week. All right, folks. That's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again on Monday. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.